Welcome back to Night Owl Nerds. On tonight's very unique episode of Matters at Hand, we will be discussing our first player character death in a main campaign. For the entire approximately three-year career of this show. Our, uh, our lovable little Harangon rogue met her fate at the end of her best friend's javelin. I gotta say, guys, I started editing that episode for the podcast today. It fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. Listening to that listening, again. Yeah. It hurt. So... Oh, yeah listening to past episodes so like i'm on the episode before we reached interian and even listening to that i'm sitting there and i'm like oh my god i can't i can't do it because <laughs> i know what's gonna happen yeah yeah it it <laughs> it stung you know it did it really did i didn't know shatten felt <laughs> some sharp pains she was most definitely heartbroken. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's not too soon anymore. We can make these jokes. Uh, she had a moment to chill. <laughs> there it is. See, that wasn't... that. That's that's not even, like, par for his effort. That's, that's a bogey. That's, <laughs> that's an easy one, yeah. Yeah, it was a miss. Sorry, bud. Sorry. My, uh, I just got off work, so I'm, uh, decompressing right now. So my brain, I have to turn off my sarcasm and, uh, pun meters when I, uh, get off. Yeah. And you should get off work right before campaign sessions more often. <laughs> <laughs> At least if you're going to play Bazaar. Oh, I, I'm excited about playing Bizarre. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I think I the rest of us are not very much looking forward to that one. But uh, as far as uh, Shatton's concerned, though, yeah. Uh, John uh, texted me the night before. He wasn't asking. No, he was warning. <laughs> this is oh. going to happen if such and such occurs. See, I, I was under the assumption that you guys talked about it and you guys figured this out and then the, they were just like, okay, that's fine. I understand. Like, no, I no, no. That and there was no, no discussion. Okay. No discussion. Okay. It was, this is going to happen. Heads up. And I go, does Zero know? And uh, he's like, no, not yet. <laughs> okay. Not, not yet as if he was going to tell him. Dude, I so I went back through that episode uh <clears throat> the Monday, I think it was Monday, uh after. So just this last Monday. And uh got the screenshots that I posted in in the general chat of everyone's camera at the I'm sorry, Shatton, pulling out the javelin <laughs> and then stabbing Shat. And the reactions across the board were drastically different, except for <laughs> Crystal, um, or for Arson, myself, 
and grave. Yeah, all I had saw the same that. All exact had the same, same reaction. All had the same reaction to Shatten being stabbed, which is like hand over mouth. Oh my god. Oh my god, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> However, every other reaction completely fucking different. <laughs> I was trying my best to keep a straight face, but. <laughs> well, Shatz was frozen in place, so it wasn't too much of a struggle there for her. Yeah. But, um. It was, uh, was heavy. I still think about that, that scene. It's <laughs> been a week. Well, it's not even that. It's also like. <laughs> Me and Zero were talking earlier in the week, and he was like, I just finished like editing the episode before this last episode. And he's like, you guys are all laughing. You guys are all like joking around and having fun. And then an hour later, Shatten dies. Like in the next episode, I'm like, holy shit, it was that soon. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. That's just it. Because like... About the middle of this week, I finished editing the episode that came before Shatten's death. And all of your interactions, tying her up, Vice tackling her, all all of the stuff that happened, like, you know, Celine getting frustrated, turning into a bear and going off hunting in a huff, all that stuff. In between the role play, which you guys were nailing, in between the, no the role play, there was a lot of... It, it was very lighthearted. A lot of a lot of laughing like this whole situation is silly but that this is the story whatever it hurt even more when i was editing last week's episode i started editing that and in the pre-game when we were doing our wind up you know we'd gone live we're doing our wind up interacting with the chat and you guys start joking about who is going to have to kill Shatten. It's like, oh, Vice might actually have to do it. Well, if you don't do it, Celine's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to John and Zeph chuckling to themselves and looking back on it, because at the time I didn't know, but looking back on it, it's just like, fuck, they already knew that this was a very good possibility that Moss was actually going to kill Shatten. And then listening to the actual murder and uh, Xander, something you had posted in the, in the chat, one of the lines that Vice had said, you know, fuck Moss, fuck. When I re-listened to the episode, you know, as I'm editing, I listened to that again. Your delivery on that was perfect and painful because it sounded it felt like you were actually hurt by that so uh xander's acting advice uh, uh lesson one if you want your character to sound in pain feel in pain <laughs> <laughs> so like what happened there is my mind's going a mile a minute because I'm like, he just fucking killed Shatten, and like, okay, how? So how? What's what is he thinking in this moment? And 
the entire time, it, it's not a fast-paced scene, right? There's nothing actively happening that I need to respond to quickly, but it's not a... It, it, it's a scene that's, that's slowing. But there's something that has to be said, and Vice knows that something has to be said, and something has to be done, but nothing can be done because everything is sideways, and it's falling apart, and it's crumbling. And what do you say? And so in that moment, the first thing out of his mouth is, fuck. Moss! <laughs> and then nothing. So he repeated himself. And it, it was like, I was looking for something for Vice to say, and I, in that pause there at first, it's like, what would Vice say here? He wouldn't. <laughs> and it worked out perfectly, because I couldn't think of anything to say either. You, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, you had mentioned about, you know, the, the game before where we had the, the back and forth and stuff. Yeah. I had come to the realization that Mike that Shatton might have been killed might be killed by one of y'all a couple sessions before that. I knew that she was there's a good 60% chance she was going to get uh, um put down. Yeah. So there was a pretty good chance of that um just with her interactions with the party with the way that she had been acting and the growing frustration with Shatton, I could have seen. I mean, the attacks on her, sure. Dropping the moonbeam, tackling her, threatening to knock her out, punch her, and all this other crap that happened before the murder. That's the kind of stuff I expected. But I kind of expected Meta to take over. Don't get me wrong, I love that the players stayed in character but i kind of expected meta to take over that the players would break from character just a little bit and show restraint professionals have standards <laughs> you were gonna say grave um so regarding <clears throat> that um Honestly, I didn't want it to come to Shatton's death. Like, I was really, really hoping that we could have held off and continued to, like, try to find a way to either help you control it or potentially find a cure or something. But I can understand where everyone came from when you started attacking us. And... In Celine's mind, it was very frustrating as well because she's trying to help you and she sees you as a friend and then you're all of a sudden seeing her as, as food. So she's at that point where she feels like she has to protect herself because she was scared. So, but she she wasn't going to kill you though. She was going to keep her distance from you. She was just hoping like with the moonbeam to like kind of distract you away from like, the hunger and maybe get pain to take over and get you to like kind of come back to reality a little bit. Oh yeah, no, I get that. So. See, one of the things 
uh, that I it's John. Uh, hey, John. One of the things that I wish had happened ever so slightly differently, uh, and I should have I should have done better with role playing it, um, was actually denying Celine the ability to heal Vice's hand. Um, I wanted to, and I didn't I didn't deny that role play because I was like, okay, this is this is basically an opportunity for the party to show one another that we're not just like fucking is out to kill each other basically um and that we do care about each other but i wanted that to serve as a uh almost a short-term reminder for vice or a prolonged reminder for vice um when he couldn't cast spells right for a little bit or something like that where it just wasn't quite the same um because he broke his fucking hand and I don't know it's uh it was a really fucking heavy scene like I can't I can't get over the fact that like what was it fucking how long have we been doing this campaign eight months so we've had everyone here for we have been the year excuse me um we started recording we started playing uh middle of july last year yeah so we've been together as a group us here at night owl nerds like the main group for fuck, almost three years no, like three months i'm talking like us six players sitting around the table for like all together uh, every fucking Saturday, seemingly, yeah. uh, for like three months. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the circle jerk here. That was by far, in my opinion, the best fucking episode we've ever put out. Yeah, oh, easily. Yeah. As far as as far as role play and working with each other in that in those moments and everything feeling. Uh, feeling yeah everything <laughs> feeling everything feeling that like, uh so there have that's been, the best on that on that point there have been moments throughout this campaign where each of you has shown what your true talent could be as role players conveying emotions a couple quick examples when Gurn was leaving the goblins behind and saying goodbye to me he Viking literally brought himself to tears because Gurn was in tears leaving me behind there was actually a moment between Crystal and Vice when Vice was dealing with I forget exactly the circumstance it had something to do with Northam potentially being dead and having to come to terms with that and vice sought solace from crystal and how she dealt with the death of her father. And like, and, and, you know, that was one of the few moments where we got to see behind the veil that is crystal. She puts on this facade of bubbly ignorance and apathy, but 
behind that that's a mask because she's dealing with becoming an, a new orphan and suddenly being alone in the world <clears throat> um so like instances like these I've, I've seen them sprinkled here and there throughout the campaign all of that kind of came together when Shatten was killed all of it just kind of every single one of you just flooded back in with genuinely good role play and i i mean zeph i know you were barely in that episode but like <laughs> the goodbye scene when moss gets pulled to the realm between and actually gets to say goodbye to you it was genuine listening to that like i guess i can find forthus now it was it was hard to listen to and it, it's it's funny because like these are fictional characters we shouldn't care about them so much but we've all invested so much time into these characters that they almost become real and then you know one of them gets ripped away i cried did anyone else cry yeah no. I, I, I had you know, <laughs> almost dead, but no. A little bit of a tear. I dropped. I dropped a couple. A couple. <laughs> yeah. I cried. Possibly I was, close. I was pretty no. stoked. Gurn was able to immortalize Shat peering across the fields. That was just a beautiful scene. Like that was I, so nicely done. I honestly can't wait for um, Seth's new character. Um, yeah, I'm excited about see, that too. I'm curious. To see, yeah, just to see what uh, you bring to the table next, Zeph, uh, <laughs> and how quickly we we kill your character off because you found <laughs> a, in a, like an amethyst statue and decided to break the hand off. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly can't wait for that scene. That's going to be the next best scene that we do. <laughs> hey, y'all, look at the piece of crystal bunny that I found. Who leaves this on the side of the road? <laughs> Dead. Oh. During things. <laughs> Can we not make it a trope that we kill every one of Zephyr's characters? Damn it. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> now if I have can... a goal. What, what buttons do I have to push? Oh my god. <laughs> Just no. everyone personally. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that a it's crystal a... statue Shatten right there? Yes, as the viewers and our members may notice, I commissioned our artist to make an image of Zephyr, um, Zephyr's character Shatten, immortalized in Amethyst. <laughs> Fucking uh, lucky what's rabbit. What's up, Rebel? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, but that no, is it's... cool. <laughs> uh, I I really want to say fucking well done, everybody, uh, for that scene. Again, just continuing the 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 circle jerk sesh. Uh, <laughs> well done, everybody. Um, I think it was the fucking. I, I really think it was the fucking um, scene with the in the realm between that yeah. broke me. Uh, that that did make me shed a, er, shed a couple tears um, 
That was definitely hard to listen to. I got choked up on that one. I didn't cry, but I got choked up, though. Was, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got stronger feelings than Xander. Is that the goal here? <laughs> Whatever. Um. I, I just like how you said, uh, if you saw that, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 For context, yeah, listeners, Xander posted in the stream chat, if you saw that, no, you didn't. Yeah. When, uh... Dude, I I, I took my glasses off and I like was like fucking trying to wipe away <laughs> tears from my duck. I looked over and, noticing that. In my right <laughs> eye, and I'm do. like, son of a bitch, go away. And then I was like, fuck you guys. If you saw that, no, you didn't. And then I got got back together. Um But no, like it was it was genuinely intense and it it genuinely felt like the loss of a friend. Um and it uh like i said we've been the 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 six of us seven including zero as the dm have been telling this story for fucking 12 weeks all together and 10 months as as a group uh that's been growing since then to our full party size of six um and it felt like the loss of a friend that I've known for years. Um, so well fucking played. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I thought I broke you when you were handed the pebbles. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> I was like, is Vice going to throw these away? He really fucking wants to. <laughs> he really doesn't want to keep rocks. But like... Eh. It's that's what Vice was pissed off about was fucking rocks and <laughs> little round balls. Like that's what had him so pissed off was a fucking rabbit that played practical jokes <laughs> that were obnoxious at worst. <laughs> like, and that's that's what is actually eating at Vice's mind is that. It's a fucking rabbit that played practical jokes that were, again, at worst, obnoxious. And for a while, he fucking hated Shatton. So yeah, he Wabbing feels all the like potatoes shit. under your bed. Yeah, he <laughs> feels your room. like shit. So. That's that's also one of his or one of the things he's hanging up on is like she's dead and he can't really tell her that it's all good. <laughs> um So, so uh, no potatoes for everyone now. Yeah. Oh fuck that. Vice is still eating potatoes. <laughs> um for the viewers and the listeners' sakes. Uh, I was not, as the DM, I was not informed ahead of time that this decision had been made. And uh, amongst the various things that, you know, as a DM that I have to try to balance during a game, um, there's a very intense uh, situation to try to balance. Um... I had to move maps into the game. I had to move music into the game. I had to pull all of this stuff together very suddenly 
to keep the immersion and the flow of the story going. This is not to make Zephyr and John feel guilty, but to illustrate um, to illustrate something you've been talking about. Where the players got choked up. <clears throat> um, while listening to the episode, I'm listening to my own narration and my, my own my own roleplay for NPCs like Kada and the, and the Watcher of Life and Death. <clears throat> there were several moments there where, even though I was fa fairly well distracted by what I had to pull together to maintain the immersion listening to myself speaking I may not have realized it at the time but I was getting choked up just trying to keep this shit together so like <laughs> and I noticed it especially when I had Kada up here because like I mentioned I was not informed of this so I wasn't prepared otherwise I would have I, I probably would have done the Kada thing anyway but that was a very reactionary thing. You know, Moss just killed his best friend. He has a direct link with the Watcher of Life and Death, the Watcher that literally oversees souls. It would make sense that if Shatten dies, that Watcher is going to notice her soul, you know, suddenly plummeting, ending its lifespan early calls upon Moss. The way to do that is to get Kata to materialize and communicate and all this stuff. But like all of that went through my head in under five seconds, that whole plan. But then when I had to deliver it, I started getting choked up because I started thinking about what it's like to see a character you truly care about having to say their final goodbyes. And you know that it's the final goodbye. You know, I was thinking about this in the uh, in the moment. Uh, and I don't know if it was something that was intentional or not. Uh, but I did find it very interesting that the Watcher of Life and Death uh, told Moss that it was sudden. And that it wasn't like something that was uh, to be expected to happen. Because if the idea is, at least in my head, and I could be totally wrong, and don't correct me if this is, isn't how it does go lore-wise, because I'd rather find this out. But if someone or someone or some entity is expected to have a short life, that their drop would naturally fall faster. So the fact that uh, her drop just suddenly plummeted uh, was a very interesting touch to that. That I don't know if Moss took it that way in the moment, but that is a very guilt-heavy thing to tell someone. Is like, hey, you fucking did this. This was not supposed to happen. Like, this is not how fate had laid out the cards for this for or for them 
but there unless the point fate um assuming that the droplets which represent the souls of all beings on the material plane assuming that their speed their their speed of descent defines their lifespan if it's set at a constant rate that assumes a predetermined fate the only predetermined fate within that realm is a beginning and an end what happens in between is always variable so as moss actually would have observed when this was described to him when he went to the realm between he would have also observed that I guess the best way to describe it is that each droplet is falling and not falling at the same time. And the various decisions in and around that person's life will speed up or slow down the descent. They're always falling because everything dies. But yeah, the, the rate of descent would change based on decisions. Okay. Um, I have to uh, sign off real quick. Um, but I will be listening. I'll try to hop on when I get home. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see you in a bit, Seth. Okay. Sorry. Drive safe. See ya. All right, now that Zeph's gone, do we want to talk shit about his decision making skills? Yes, let's. <laughs> no, so, uh, regarding the whole life and death thing, it's actually honestly interesting to me that you went with representing water and water droplets. Because. It, I don't know why my mind went there, but um, that Alice in Wonderland movie, Alice in the Looking Glass movie, where they have the watches hanging. I always thought that was an interesting perspective too. Where it's like you're you're on a clock, and it keeps ticking, and then eventually it stops, and that's the end of your life. Yep. And wow. it's. I don't know. It, it just, I don't know. My mind went there for some reason. I don't know why, but I thought it was interesting. The, the realm between, <clears throat> as has been described in previous episodes, so this is not a spoiler. Um, the realm between is an alternate plane of existence, effectively, that is in constant flux between life and death. <clears throat> it doesn't appear to have boundaries. But at its epicenter is a massive waterfall that seems to fall from nowhere and landing into a pool of water on the ground. And it has been described that each droplet within the waterfall is representative of a soul on the material plane. And the when a person or creature begins its life the soul droplet starts at the top and their lifespan is represented by the fall into the pool and when they reach the pool their life is ended and the soul is returned to whatever ether there is it was also alluded to that all souls will eventually reincarnate reincarnate um it's it's kind of Buddhist, you know, 
you'll be reincarnated as whatever based on your whatever it's not your actions in life will not determine what your soul comes back as but <clears throat> the idea of reincarnation just made sense for this it's actually a cycle and though you cannot see the source of the waterfall it's actually it's 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 elsewhere within the same realm because the realm constantly mirrors itself between life and death I don't know I don't necessarily know why I went with the waterfall as the physical representation of that it just seemed like an elegant solution to a difficult to describe concept no I get it I just like I said I just thought it was interesting and like I said as you're talking about it I was thinking of like what Watchmen said the clock room of time. Yeah. Because I thought that was always an interesting take as well. I am interested to know what Moss's thought process was. What led Moss to making this decision? And I understand that part of this was dependent on a die roll, but... I believe I am just as curious as everybody else. What led to this? It, like I said earlier when we were talking after the game, like I thought about it all week. I didn't decide till like almost at the end of my shift on Friday. And a big part of it was when it happened the first time and Shatten saw what she looked like and ran away. And then when we were trying to get her back, she said, like, I don't want to hurt any of you. That was one of the things. Like, he didn't do it to protect anybody. He did it because this isn't what Shatten wanted. This isn't Shatten anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking cry again. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! That's I feel that's it. Why Moss did it? And the die it. roll, it was gonna be basically the same, except you would have woken up to Shatten still tied to the tree and Moss like at her feet with Glacius Tooth on the ground next to him because he couldn't do it. Which he only was able to do it by. So it was 9 or lower, he couldn't do it. I mean, 10 or lower, he couldn't do it. And then 11 or higher, he could. He rolled a 12. You did a fucking death saving throw for his yep. conscience. Yep. <laughs> for, like, <laughs> oh no. Hey, when it comes down to it, the game is all about dice. You're not wrong. Mm, That's why they call it Dungeon Dice Monsters. <laughs> dice Monsters, you say? <laughs> uh, I had a question. And it popped up when Shatten died. And you were like, fuck, you could have told me about this shit. I wouldn't have spent so much time on a homebrewed werewolf. 
what was in store for Shat? Oh, I knew this question would end up coming up. <laughs> um, the players are all very aware of this. Their characters did not. During a battle, when leaving the goblin village, when beginning their escort of the goblins back to Interion, they encountered a foe who had brought along some allies, one of which was a very large man with a beastly facade. He just, he, he seemed very angry, very, very sharp. That man, that Goliath, was a werewolf. <clears throat> Specifically a werewolf barbarian, but that's beside the point. Zephyr and I, before that encounter had even been played, as I was planning that encounter, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool while I'm building these opponents if one of them was a werewolf? What if I brought lycanthropy into the game? And I mulled over it for a little while, trying to think of what would happen to any of the characters if they got bit by the werewolf and contracted lycanthropy. What if they failed the con save and contracted the curse? How would I play this out? Now our game, as our viewers and listeners may have noticed, has what some may consider a slow pace in the in-game time frame, because we play our games day by day, allowing for a lot of role play. I, I personally feel like it makes for far better immersion. Yeah, the story's getting dragged out, but you get to better connect with the characters because you see them day by day. I've seen other games where they'll skip entire weeks of travel. And we might get to that later on when travel becomes easier for you, but you guys are traveling by foot. So while I'm mulling over this lycanthropy thing, I start to think about it. I'm like, wouldn't it be both funny and awesome if Shatten contracted lycanthropy? A werewolf paragon. Part wolf, part rabbit. Just wouldn't that be awesome to create that? So I actually reached out to Zeph and I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about becoming a werewolf? There's a, you know, there's a, there's an encounter coming up. One of them's going to be a werewolf. If you want, we can manipulate the combat a little bit to ensure you contract it. Which wasn't hard because your character's layouts, the layout of the enemies, the abilities that were involved in all of this allowed for it. The only caveat that we had to put in place was that the werewolf on its on its first turn, regardless of initiative, the werewolf would beeline to Shatten, seeing her as the most viable prey, which makes sense. She's a tiny ass rabbit. He's a werewolf. Instinct may take over. Hunt the bunny. The only things that we were going to manipulate behind the scenes were the attack roll and the con save that were involved. He was going to beeline her. He was going to attack her. If I had rolled lower than her AC, I was going to call that he rolled high enough to hit. And then she would have to roll a con save. And if she rolled higher than the save, she was going to call that she rolled lower. 
as it turns out, we didn't have to flip. We didn't have to fake the rolls. It worked out regardless. Now, Viking, getting back to your point about the homebrew werewolf thing, I had to figure out how I wanted lycanthropy to exist in this world. It is rare. It is not well researched. And it is slower acting. In other games, when a creature contracts lycanthropy, it's instant. Suddenly they have ability, you know, they have the ability to access all of the features, the hybrid form, all of these things that go into lycanthropy. And I was like, you know what? No. This is a curse. And I've seen other versions of the lore where, you know, in other media and whatnot, where if you contract lycanthropy, this is a curse that bears down on you but never takes full effect until the full moon rises. When she contracted it, you guys were three or four weeks out from the next full moon. And for our audience sake, our calendar runs on a lunar cycle, six day weeks, six weeks a month. That's how I've designed the calendar for this game. There's still 24 hour days, but it's all, it's all sixes. We're not going to get too crazy. Come on. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get too crazy. But um, it happened just after the full moon. So the curse couldn't take effect. Zephyr and I had discussed how her personality, how Shatten's personality would change as this curse started to overtake. That's what led to things like her sudden increased interest in meat and not really caring where the source of the meat was like eating the giant centipede you guys encountered on the on the mountain normal shatten never would have considered that as food cursed shatten did in the past few games you guys have been getting closer and closer and closer to a genuine full moon and i had warned zephyr that ahead of time as the I had warned him ahead of time that as the full moon grew closer, the curse was going to get stronger until the night of the full moon and the night of the full moon. There would be no saving throws. There would be no stopping it. The curse would take over. The only throw that she would have is a saving throw to recognize you as a party as not being food. If she failed the saving throw, you're all targets. If she succeeds, she has enough wherewithal to run away. That's it. After the night of the first full moon, then it's standard, well not standard, but it's typical D&D lycanthropy, where she has access to the hybrid form, she gains the benefits of having lycanthropy, such as resistance to non-magical weaponry. I wasn't going to give her immunity, just resistance. But she'd have a hybrid form and because of her unique class and subclass depending on which form she took she would have different levels of access to her psionic abilities and anytime there was a full moon she would not have control of the shift and it wouldn't be into the hybrid form it would be pure werewolf and in pure werewolf she has no access to psionic abilities because her mind isn't there You know, now I kind of feel bad 
<laughs> so like, we would I, have I, been killed regardless. No, potentially. Not necessarily. Not necessarily killed. You would have been. You there was a chance you would have been attacked. Werewolf which means party. That, which yeah. means that Shatten would have been killed at that point. Well, yeah, um, that's what I mean. Like we would have either been like badly hurt or Shatten would have been killed regardless. Yeah, so. I say. I feel kind of bad. <laughs> like, not gonna we lie, should... I kind of feel bad. We should do a one-shot theme where it's an alternate universe and we didn't kill Shat. She fails the saving throw. Encouragement becomes a traveling group of werewolves, but we all go fucking rabid on the fishing village. And we should just one shot it where we just go in and werewolf out the fucking fishing village one night. Just saying. That would be fun. <laughs> Gern doesn't want to go on a boat. I can only imagine. <laughs> Dude, that was the best closer to last episode, too. <laughs> That. Dude, I had to bring some kind of positivity to it. Like, it, was, it was a good amount of levity. I want to smile. <laughs> but no, I, I genuinely kind of feel bad now. Like, that that sounds like such a fucking cool thing to be able to play with. Um, But ultimately, uh, shit rolls and um, decisions made in role play resulted in not being able to see that through and I don't think it's through any fault I don't think anyone's it's anyone's fault uh, really to, to have that happen or to have Shatton die there uh, but I do think that had things been a little bit different, it could have been uh, easily seen through until the until the next full moon. Um, but like, I felt bad too, Zephyr says <laughs> <laughs> in chat. But that's that's the thing, right? Is like had had Shatten been able to sneak off and not be discovered the way she was, covered in blood and fucking hunting down animals that she normally wouldn't even think twice about eating. And then also, like, stayed out of camp until she could clean herself off and then come back. Like, nobody would have been the fucking wiser. So... That, that's where I'm like, uh, do I feel bad or do I do, do I just wish that <laughs> wish we could have seen that in full effect? The rogue did more rogue things and just poof. Yeah, pretty much. Because like when when Shat would disappear, Shat would dis a fucking peer. Yeah. Yeah. They I don't remember. Does me. anyone remember who saw Shat just dip out of camp? Which time? The yeah, time that she went and times. hunted down a fucking deer carcass. No, I went with her. I took her hunting. The, yes, the, they had accompanied her and she kind yeah. of ran ahead. 
And then she took a chunk out of the deer, like, alive and everything. Oh, no, so I, I took her hunting before the sun went down because I thought it would be a good idea. No, because that was the time she succeeded. I'm talking about the time that she failed the <laughs> night before that. Uh, nobody, well, it would be Celine, Shatten, I mean, Celine, Vice, and Moss all saw Shatten leave camp because Shatten said she was leaving camp because we were talking about her. Oh, That's and right. then she, she went hunting off and... Off. She walked yep. off in a huff. You guys continued your conversation, and then I described you guys hearing the squeal of a deer being murdered. Oh, that's right. I do remember that now. And that's yep. what triggered you guys running into the woods, and that's how you found her snout deep in the gut of a deer. Okay. Yeah, so it was the it was the rogue not doing rogue things. Yeah. Got it. Okay, now I feel less bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like she tried sneaking off, failed terribly, and then... We were like, all right, time to tie up Shatton forever. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Gun no, has to. I mean, technically, she was tied up forever. The rest Thank of her life. Thank you for joining us, Viking. Go get some sleep, bud. Yeah, I gotta get up early. That's I will fine. catch y'all tomorrow. Nice. Have a good evening. See you good tomorrow. Night. Look, bud. John choked on something there. Yeah, That's he what did. that sound was, listeners. No, yeah. it definitely wasn't. Okay. Oh, oh the was... choking on something comes later. That's right. Ah. I'm was... so glad. Yeah. It's things like that that are getting disbanded. <laughs> yeah, and I actually plan on posting this episode, so let's dodge that. <laughs> oh, yikes. <clears throat> hence why cameras are on recording bots are here this episode is actually going to get posted because this is a fairly heavy very important context ridden show that's true it's not like anything important happened no, no not at all no no you right <laughs> nothing really I mean nothing did, happens did anyone important die Vice <laughs> is still here <laughs> wow <laughs> wow. See, I was right. going to say Moss is still here, but you know, <laughs> Ice is more important, <laughs> apparently. And Moss? Hunter. In his mind. <laughs> so I'm thinking Vice is going to contract porcentropy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's lycanthropy, but with a pig. <laughs> right on. Wear pig, I like it. <laughs> In Jeez. my belly. I feel like that would go uh, kind of funny. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <clears throat> You're not getting me to do a different voice. You're not. <laughs> I am committed to the voice that I've chose for this campaign. Uh, it took me weeks to decide on a voice. Um... So even if Vice dies, you're going to get someone that sounds identical to Vice. Uh, yeah. Because this one doesn't kill my throat every fucking week and doesn't <laughs> require me to practice it for hours on end on a Saturday. That is so nice. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know or wasn't around during the, or during our last campaign, uh, I had a voice that genuinely killed me every fucking week. And I spent most of my Sundays with a sore throat because of it. 
and but, a good like hour or two before the session on Saturday, I would have to practice it to make sure I had it right, and it hurt. But could you give us like thirty seconds of it? <laughs> I, I missed that voice. That voice was awesome. Uh, I don't know if I could do thirty seconds, <laughs> but I could do it long enough that it makes me want to die. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <It>, cacks. <laughs> It genuinely hurts. <laughs> Speaking of and I would, voices. I would do that for hours. <laughs> that was really voices. good. I actually have to commend Zephyr for his portrayal of Shatton being a little bit psycho. You know, it still sounded like Shat, but definitely a lot of a lot more emotion and anger in that voice. Desperation, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. We have a really fucking good group uh, for that right now. Like, we, we really do. I feel um, like Crystal is in your shoes now, as far as voices that destroy them. <laughs> sort of. Honestly, it can't be as bad as the voice she used in Drunkards and Dragons. That voice was bad. I I couldn't replicate it the second time. I I know you couldn't. I'm gonna have you were struggling the first time. The moment she opened her mouth, like you were playing Drunkards and Dragons, you guys are doing your character voices. John is butchering an Australian accent. (laughs) The moment Arson opened her mouth, it took her forever, but when she finally did, the game stopped grinding halt you guys are all like what the hell was that i got stabbed in the throat <laughs> i was sitting there debating if i did it or not oh i'm so glad you did though uh, i was also trying to figure out if i would regret it which i i did yeah <laughs> uh, so that's that's why i took so long to decide on what Vice's voice is going to be. I didn't want to be stuck in a crystal position. I really didn't. Not again. I I know your pain. I know your pain. <laughs> here's here's what you do. Contract lycanthropy. <laughs> Get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Route. Or actually, no. Crystal is well on her way to getting murdered by Vice. I don't know about that. Like, she seems to focus entirely on picking on Vice. Yeah, everyone picks on Vice. no one else. It's true. I don't know if everyone picks on Vice. No, I'm, I'm talking about Crystal. Crystal seems to focus her torment on Vice. She's done it a little bit to Moss. She seems to leave Celine alone. Chatting doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> she, hasn't oh, really had, she hasn't really had any extended conversations with Gurn. And I don't think Gurn would have the patience. I feel like if Gurn tried to, if if Crystal tried to have a conversation with Gurn, Gurn would just get frustrated and walk away. <laughs> he just wouldn't say shit and he just walk off. Yeah, he, just, he just let out a huff and just go. Grab stick and go take down part of the forest. Yeah, 
That's why I was like, please pan back to me. Please pan back to Crystal and Gurn. Please pan back. Like, we were, we were practicing magic on the water, and Moss was trying to cast a fishing pole into two orbs of water spinning in opposite directions, trying to hook onto something. I was like, fucking pan back. I want to see, I want to see Crystal poking a fire. It does matter very much so. We're not I that heartless. See, Somehow just civil to each other. Fire. And they're just like, Gurn are just chilling. I just want to hear Gurn go, magic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like fucking hit the ground with his stick. And, and then Crystal rolls her eyes and walks away. <laughs> like that's all I wanted. No, they could cause destruction together. Yeah. <laughs> there was a long conversation about um how Crystal could destroy a town. Oh jeez. Okay, yeah, so you two and magic, not a good idea. <laughs> you two need to be far, far away from each other <laughs> at all times. There are many sides to Crystal that have yet to be explored. One of them was actually partially released the night before Shatten's murder. Um, or revealed when Crystal donned her mantle of majesty, and you were all introduced to her fiery wings and angelic form. I yeah, fucking I messaged and John so fast when that happened. I used <laughs> I used the phrasing, I should clarify something, I used the phrasing angelic form more as a framework. Because angels are not a thing in this realm, because gods are not a thing in this realm. Angelics simply... I simply used that phrase to describe something that was radiantly beautiful and that is exactly how crystal looked in that moment yes does crystal's wing have like 10 eyes on either side she's not biblically accurate i'm sorry <laughs> zephyr asked what was crystal's thoughts on shatten uh crystal was starting to warm up to shatten and was starting to like shatten Finding uh, her entertaining. Xander's the... raised hand does not translate well to audio <laughs> format. No, it doesn't. <laughs> does, does the first Audibly thing... say, raise his hand. Yeah. <laughs> does the first thing that Crystal say when she dons her angelic form is, be not afraid? No. I don't remember. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Raise his hand. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, she says, like, look at this. <laughs> I hate it. I like, hate don't it. run away. <laughs> Why are you running? <laughs> I specifically said, be not afraid. Why are you afraid? Yeah. No, so that that was that was introduced. As one of the many sides of Crystal and her abilities. And going back to the Starting. fact that Crystal seems to focus her torment on Vice, but has done it to others, Moss tried to address that. He tried to ask her about the wings and that alternate form. And Crystal's just like, yeah, it just is. <laughs> it just is. Completely dodging the subject, not engaging whatsoever. And I have spoken to Arson, you know, behind the scenes regarding this kind of stuff. And apparently a lot of this comes down to her just not yet trusting the party. 
or seeing them as, I don't know, friends, allies? How would you describe it, Arson? Uh, allies? She doesn't know if they're friends yet. After everything we've been through, you know, killing your dad? Like, you hey, know. we, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa. Technically. We picked up the mining cart. <laughs> yeah. We didn't so, kill him. You killed him. No. Yeah, her know. Listen. <laughs> Hang on a second. Pause. No, going, going down to the mines, you know, fighting all that stuff, you know, finding your dad down there. I'm trying to remember the. I'm trying to remember the episode. It's kind of blurry at this point. That's I don't why I'm think. Like, I don't think Crystal wants to be friends now after she saw what <laughs> happens to our friends. <laughs> I was about to. I was literally about to say, "Be careful being the new orphan. You've seen what happens to the others." So this actually brings up an interesting point. Oh man, that's true. This actually brings up a very interesting point and uh, question: What do the other party members think of Moss? Now knowing that he is willing to do something like this. It doesn't change anything. I I don't. I'm not worried. <laughs> doesn't change anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> this changes everything for well, Vice. I'm not okay, I'm not upset so... with your answer. I I am genuinely shocked that our answers are so drastically different. This changes everything for Vice. Well, Vice trusts Moss more now than he ever has. Because if well, he's yeah, willing that, to make that's... decisions like that, that's insane. Okay, well, yes, that, that changes things. Yes, Selene trusts Moss. He knows why he did it. He understands why he did it. But, like, it doesn't make me scared of him. It doesn't make me trust him any less than I did before. Like, it doesn't make me afraid of him like that's why i'm saying it doesn't change anything for the way celine feels no, so dude, that's why vice, i'm saying it doesn't change anything for her vice it changes everything for vice vice didn't know where where moss stood he fucking knows now <laughs> Boy, i mean if howdy. anything Celine trust him more now like but that's what i'm, that's what I'm saying i know Dude just killed his best friend. Yeah, I know. To protect but us. Like, no, no, it was he, he no, it was not to protect no, us. He specifically said it's not to protect us. It was not to protect us. That's why it's I'm to saying like Shatten from becoming something she didn't want to become. Yes. It that's was not what, for our sake, what, it was for Shatten's. It was him being John, a good friend. That's what John said. That's not what Moss said. <laughs> that's what John said. Okay. About Moss. Okay. Two very different feelings. That's mm -hmm. fair. That is fair. Anyway, Crystal? Uh, she She's starting to trust them all a little bit more now, but she's also surprised that he did that because Shat and Moss were quite close. Mm -hmm. She also feels kind of bad. Wait, Crystal can feel bad? <laughs> I was just going to yeah, say only kind of? Other than her father? <laughs> she, yeah. she can. Okay. Good. Crystal does have more than one feeling. Yeah, other than uh, hiding depression after seeing her father died uh, two, three weeks ago. Actually, yeah, that was one of the yeah. things that was brought up um, behind the scenes. Arson had messaged me about 
how Crystal would be feeling after seeing this. So close in time. It's only been maybe a month to a month and a half. If that, since she discovered the dead body of her father, only to have someone who she was just beginning to trust and care for suddenly ripped away by someone else she's just beginning to trust and care for. So like this whole thing, from Crystal's perspective, as far as I can tell, and it's better to ask the player, but as far as I can tell, this is a very... This is a very tenuous moment for her. How old is Crystal? Uh, I have to pull up a document. Uh, P2, yes, it was absolutely horrible to discover the mangled body of her father. Uh, she him, is uh, 25. Uh, yeah, you know, 20s are pretty hard on people. It makes sense. Aren't we all in our 20s in this? Hey, yo. You guys are in your 20s? Somewhat. I I don't remember. I got a a freaking whole character sheet to remember how old I was. I believe believe Vice was the youngest. Vice is not in his 20s. I'm looking at my character. Vice is like 16 or 17. Vice is young, young. Vice is 16. <laughs> yeah. Moss is an even 20. Yeah, Vice is 16. I think I actually get why Crystal picks on Vice all the time now. Imagine, imagine being in your twenties, and uh, just like being like, "Oh, she's twenty-three. You know fuck this, fuck this teenager in particular. I'm gonna ruin his life, even though, like, I'm pretty sure that he's been through some really fucked up shit. Fuck him, though. Like, what did what did he do to you? Damn, uh, did he, Crystal's did he older murder than your me? dad? What is this Apparently shit? so. I, I think I think Crystal just sees a lot of her younger self in Vice. Yeah. And she picks so he'll be tougher. The way you phrased that was so dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you narrowly avoided it. <laughs> Narrowly. You are good with words, sir. <laughs> uh, man, Vice is... Uh... So, it, one of the things that we had talked about as players um, outside of campaign uh, was like developing some sort of almost like an acting leader someone that could make decisions um when we needed to and i think we've kind of seen that um in the last two sessions Mm -hmm. um 
if if uh, you viewers haven't seen that yet, uh, I urge you to pay uh, or to to open open your eyes to that a little bit more moving forward, because uh, there is a lot of group decisions that are made. Um, but it's been regularly like focused on one or two people in the party recently. Anyway, uh, there was an entire fucking marching order that now has to be shifted up with Shatton's death. Like, like something was laid out that seemed so foolproof, and now, now it won't work anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> literally the in the entire week i'm like thinking about it it was kind of like you know already going through the stages of grief like denial no nah, i'm not gonna do that that's not gonna happen an acceptance i'm gonna have to fucking kill chat and then anger <laughs> like so like, Friday, I was just like, I really actually have to do this. This fucking sucks. You know, we we have almost enough party members for every single one to go through a specific stage of grief. Uh, I think we're going to be in the next Dibs couple on of shows. <laughs> Dibs on anger. Dibs on anger. going to be? Selene's kind of like, I don't know. I think she's too focused on, like, making sure everyone else is okay and kind of pushing her grief aside. That's acceptance. I mean, so maybe, Crystal's been going yeah, through all the stages this then. whole time. She just has to go through them again. <laughs> well, at least you're used to them. <laughs> oh my god. She's probably only halfway through them. <laughs> now you start all over again. Damn, lost progress. Yeah, but you'll get through them quicker this time. Oh, yeah, it, my God. It's like replaying a video game. Like, oh, I know this is going to happen on this level. Practice <laughs> makes perfect, says Zephyr. Any percent speed run through the stages of grief. My God. So anyone going to make her go through it a third time? I'm, no. I'm not. Right. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's I am funny. Not <laughs> just... killing a party member. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll 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 bear that burden if need be. If we need another party member killed, I'll do it. <laughs> Vice, Vice is next. next. <laughs> Dude, I I'm only going to be kill killing anyone if I get called food again <laughs> and you guys try to come after me for food i, will kill I you. was i was actually talking with uh with zero about this like i have a character idea in mind um that i really really fucking want to do but i can't unless a very specific like unless vice dies at a very specific time in like a certain window of time, like I can do it. Otherwise, I can't do it, and that uh, it, it it sucks. I I know what I want to play next, and I know what will have to happen for that to to happen. And I don't think I'm gonna get to do it this this campaign. 
I mean, I have my backup character that I'm very interested in playing, but that's also a very <clears throat> rare thing to happen. Because, like, if Selene dies, like, I don't know exactly when you would meet my backup character, and, like, the timing would seem off, so... Exactly. I think she's going to be a one-shot character as well. It's it's well, a narrow. Do you really want to play it? Because Moss seems to be really good at killing party members. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a no. it's a very it's a very narrow window with how we've. Uh, so I'll I'll give this much information. Um, for it to make sense for this character that I want to play to come in, we have to be in or near a large city. And I think, unless Zero's changed the map up on me drastically, it has to be on the continent we're on. Because I, fun fact, uh, helped build very limited amounts of this map. But there, unless, again, unless he's changed something up on me drastically, there's one place in particular that this would work perfectly for but i don't know when we'd get there and i don't know um like if the timing will be right if vice will be dead um, <laughs> but i also know uh that it's not gonna sit well uh with one of our party members one of our party members will not want to travel with me oh boy and I won't say anything more than that, but <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. So it's been pointed out the... that Lena is in denial. Of what? the continents that you, as a party, are aware of right now, um, there are three potential cities where your okay. character could exist. Okay. And that is on the continents you are currently familiar with. I have, in the background, been expanding the world beyond these two sister continents. And we may or may not get there in the future. The other problem is... I need a lot of money. Like, my character needs a lot of money. <clears throat> Not not Vice, the character that I want to build. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> In this economy, needing more money is a problem. <laughs> Man, it feels like real life. I might play my role-playing games to escape reality, goddammit. Sorry, did that get too real for everybody? We all went quiet there. No, I <laughs> am actually researching something that may allow for your character to exist. Hey, yo. So uh, in the chat, it was pointed out that um, Selena is going through deni denial by focusing on everyone else. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Like, hey, um, that's, that's 100% because I know somebody that did it. I mean, that's what, that's unfortunate what Celine does, though, because, like, Celine 
has her own tragic backstory that hasn't been put to light yet because she hasn't had a chance to share it. And all this bad stuff keeps happening to everybody else. So her instinct is like, I'm going to help these people instead because these people matter more and they're going through this grief in the present. My issues are in the past. Like, I'll deal with that later. Like, that's that's why she does that. Plus, it's just something that she used to do living with her tribe as well, is taking care of everybody and helping everybody with their griefs and their problems. It's a terrible coping mechanism. I yeah, think we're but that's all what does. go through a mental breakdown at one point. Why oh, not she a might group mental point. breakdown? Just oh, one episode to everyone. <laughs> Like, I, like I want I to share my character's tragic backstory, but I, like I said, I just haven't figured out a time to do so, because every single time I want to, something else happens. And then it's like, oh, that that, that gets pushed aside. That can do, we deal with it. We gotta deal with this right now. <laughs> so, yes, she is in some denial. Only some? <laughs> Only some. Oh, wait, what's that song? All right, we're good. I found the song I wanted. Okay. It's called Nervous Breakdown. (laughs) Oh, okay. I love it. The song that... No! Zephyr. Are you... That was nightmare. I don't know. So many really things fun. I would like to talk about that I can't yet. So you guys haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I mean, you could. I can't. You can. I can't. Does I anybody mean, in the chat I, have any questions, comments, concerns? Yeah, you've got more people here right now uh, than uh, we normally have on um, Matters at Hands Nights. So, like, if you have questions for players, questions for players about their characters, anything like that, like, tonight's the night to do that. Um, We say that about every Matters at Hand. But, like, this one specifically, we've got fucking four of the six players here. Well, I guess technically four of the five players here now uh, <laughs> to ask those questions. <clears throat> I don't Get think we want to demote Zeph quite yet. Listen, Here's I literally part. just said, Get fucked, Zeph. And now yes, you're telling I, I... me I shouldn't demote him. Well, yes. I. We can't demote him till Moss finds out what he has in his invent. She has in her inventory because actually he has all her stuff. That brings up a good question: Who? Because I, I I couldn't quite remember this. Who currently has uh, Shatten's inventory? It's yep. in the bag of holding. Yeah, Moss mm-hmm. put it in the bag of holding. Did Zephyr send you a list? Not yet. I've been meaning to ask him. I just keep forgetting. 
Yeah, you're going to need that before the next episode because she had some interesting things in her inventory. Yeah, I, I keep meaning to ask and then I just get distracted. Zephyr says, I want to thank everyone. I wasn't certain how much people actually liked my character, but I'm seeing that she did have impact on everyone. Was never sure how well received she was. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Zephyr, the potions in your inventory are, are kind of big. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if if the death of Shatten has proved anything, it is how well liked the character was by the players and audience. I will say that I have spoken to some audience members outside of, you know, out, out in the real world. Um, one of our audience members actually came up to me. I believe the phrase was, I shit when Shat died. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> oh, that's a, that's going on a t-shirt. But, uh, yes. but yeah, no, the, the general consensus so far is that some of it's been directed at me. How could you let that happen? <laughs> um, yeah, DM, how could you let something happen that you didn't know was going to happen? What the fuck? Here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. Shortly after that episode, John started sending me messages, apologizing for not uh, bringing me into the loop on this decision. Um, because as a DM, he understands what it's like to be a DM outside of the loop. And how how stressful it can be to have to very suddenly prepare a lot of content without you, you know you, as a dm you need preparation time you need to be able to prepare for major events um the death of a pc happens and as a dm you should kind of always be prepared to it prepared for it on some level this one was it so sudden i was not I, I was not at all prepared for it. Um, I have completely lost my train of thought. Thank you for that, Stig. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta be prepared for the death of a PC. That's what you were saying. <laughs> you said oh, on some right. level you have to there because you go. no the, where I was going with this John had started messaging me apologizing for this and he had said that one of the reasons that he hadn't told me ahead of time was because he was concerned that I might change the nature of the curse to prevent this from happening or the nature of the situation you know being a DM stepping in and DMing to prevent Shatten from dying. But something that you guys as players should know. And, you know, I, I've mentioned this in the past in various other contexts. Is, is you guys want to do something? More often than not, I will say yes. I will find a way to make it work. There are some things that are a hard no. But... More often than not, I'm going to find a way to make something work. Like Sandy, with this new character that you want to bring in that 
is almost a hard no. But I think I can find, I think I found a way to make it work. <clears throat> With <laughs> Moss killing Shatten, had John brought me, brought me in the know ahead of time. My first question would be, are you sure you want to do this? And the answer would most likely have been, yes, this is, this is the most logical thing that would happen here. This is the most realistic thing that would happen for these characters. Yep. And I would say, okay. And I would have gotten the stuff in line. You know, I would have created a specific background music playlist to convey this emotion. I would have had all of the maps prepared. I would have had the interactions prepared to deal with this and, and, and all of that. I'm not going to say no. You guys want to kill each other, kill each other. Find a way to make it work. But if you do kill each other before my story is played out, I may kill you guys in real life. So uh, this is on recording, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Just in case one of us dies. Yeah. I mean, chances are, if all of us die, that wasn't us. It was the DM that TPK us. <laughs> More likely than not, yes. You guys have some stuff coming up that may be difficult to overcome. Potentially more difficult to overcome than Shatten's death, apparently. That was a really good role-playing job by everybody, though. Like, seriously. Oh, yeah. 100%. I... So, I know earlier on I said that, oh, man, I wish that this could have been a little bit different. I wouldn't... If, if you gave me a thousand opportunities to change last week, I wouldn't have changed a goddamn thing about it any of those times. No, I would like, have left it the way it was. Like, there wasn't a part of that that I think at all was bad. Um, I I think that we got a chance to really see... And Zero said this before. We've seen a lot of everyone's ability um, in this uh, campaign so far to roleplay. And we've seen everyone kind of, in their own ways, um, shine. And I think last week we saw everyone's ability to shine together. Like everyone's fucking role play was on point. Um, I think that. Yeah, I, I think everyone fucking nailed it. And it, it really shows a testament to uh, our ability to work together in telling this story when two people knew what one of the action items was going to be and two people out of seven <laughs> knew what one thing was going to be and then the the other six of or the other five of us uh ran with it and it left such a fucking impact on all of us 
that we're talking about it a week later that we have an entire fucking episode that's probably going to come out on on Spotify and every other streaming service search night owl nerds um <laughs> good, good plug that that uh about this event about Shatton's death um that really fucking shows to me at least like how how well we all work um and also how well we all know our characters yeah uh and it's it's one of those things too because like as we develop um as we develop our stories right obviously except for the scripts that we get given every week about everything that's going to happen and how we're supposed to deliver every line um, which i'm we're really... sorry that i changed the entire script last week yeah, I just you know. decided to go off script. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I practiced it a lot. <laughs> um, I worked really like, hard on that. We're we're all learning about our characters as the, like as we're developing them with each other, right? Like, it's it's not like this is how how I designed Vice to react to these kinds of things. Or this is how Crystal's going to react to everything. It, it, we're we're kind of discovering this <laughs> about our characters as we're telling the story. And so as we're showing each other who we are, we're learning who we are. And we all can just fucking jump in and run. And I love it. I love it so much. And I mean, shit, if you had said before, like at the end of the game before last game... That Moss was gonna kill Shatten, I'd have went no fucking way. Like, no, it's not gonna happen. And then I started thinking on it and thinking on it, and I was just like, oh no, this is definitely gonna happen. And that was, and we we had talked about it. I think it was after the game, uh, last week. Um, after we did our outro, obviously we we hung around just a little bit and talked. Uh, sorry guys, we talked to each other off camera. I know, disappointing. Uh, we actually all get along for the most part. <laughs> um, but, like, you had said that one of the things that got you thinking about it was that... Uh, was how you said that she was your problem. And, or how, how uh, Shatten was your problem. Yep. And how Vice had said something to you in the effect of you'll have to deal with her then or something along those lines. And in the moment, that was like a, a statement of like, yeah, whatever, do it. Like she's your friend to deal with. But that wasn't what that was to Moss. That was like a, Hey, she's your responsibility. Almost like a reminder. And that little fucking hint you dropped at the end of not last episode, but the one before it, before you decided to kill your best friend, of like, yeah, I'll handle it. In an unintentionally, because you said that you were thinking about it later on in the week, motherfucker, <laughs> Zero discovered that and went, so that's what he meant <laughs> by I'll handle it. <laughs> we were talking about that the other night. It's like, Holy shit, that has a totally different connotation when the first 30 minutes of the following week, Moss is like, hey, Shat, I have this. Can you hold on to it for me? 
Thanks, pal. <laughs> Just hang in there, chat. By the chest cavity. Wild. <clears throat> yeah. I tweaked so many effects to give that episode what it needed to feel right. Gurn's newly acquired stone skin ability. Being able to transfer that to Shat. Um, now, by the book, stone skin can be applied to any creature you touch, as long as they're willing. You can, it's like mage armor, you can cast it on an ally. But, so what Gurn acquired is, is the spell stone skin, but it's more of a, it's more of an ability than a spell. And spell I told like him that it can, I, I told him that it can only be used on himself originally. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, I had to transfer it. Yeah. And then the thing with the amethyst. Having Gurn touch the amethyst, transfer that ability, that ability's power. At that point, it's just a flavoring to give that rocky coating, you know, to, to, to change its material to amethyst. It just made sense for Shat to be he encased. Gave it a new Kind of, yeah. But it, it encased Shatten in a shiny. Her favorite shiny. And it's what made sense. Um, the tree. When it... When, when the tree dissipates, it's meant to recede back into its seed. And the seed is rendered inert. And that's it. But Moss had left a mark in the trunk with Shatten's blood. And I was like... This kind of has to be. The, 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 I, I had to. I had to make the impact of Shatten's death carry beyond a little bit. And this tree is a. It's a. The, the tree is a shared. Welcome back. Hello. The, the tree is a shared shelter, a very powerful magical shelter and it only made sense that something that was that heavy should carry over in some way and that's why i had when the tree receded that point of impact with the blood had to be i don't know that's why i had the tree recede into the shape of one of her carrot daggers yeah with the uh with the mention that Gurn was able to use uh, his ability to, uh, or one of his Watcher abilities to uh, turn Shatten into stone, that prompted in Vice's head, like, maybe, just maybe, I can transfer one of my Watcher's abilities as long as they're like, in contact with me which is why which is why i fucking pulled uh pulled celine into the lake oh yeah i thought that if i was to focus on it and take her hand to the lake she could step onto the water too nope nope so that's the thing gurn didn't transfer his watcher's ability he reshaped it 
So he you're didn't telling turn, me I'm... he didn't turn Shatten into stone. He encased her in stone. So if I encase Selene in water, she will drown. Oh. <laughs> Shatten was already dead, so being encased in stone kind of works. You see, this this poses a question. Selene's not a mermaid. You, you what if I encase Selene in water? <laughs> <laughs> Again, she ain't a mermaid. Ain't happening. <laughs> what if she turns into a fish first? Has Celine seen a fish? Yes, I can change into a fish. Oh, problem I... solved. You won't drown. I feel like it's been established that Celine has seen fish before. I have a swimming speed now. I just haven't used it because I haven't had a chance to use it yet. You've used it a couple times with the crocodile. Yeah, that's true. Literally just at a fucking lake. Cannot express enough that we were just at a fucking lake. Fine, I'll change into a fish so you can, like, kill me with water. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, because, you know, fish known for drowning. <laughs> yes, with the whirlpool that you create. Listen, haven't killed a fish with that yet. Just made them very dizzy. If oh, fish could get motion yeah. sickness, we would know. <laughs> Vice testing the limitations of fish. Wait, that actually brings up a point. That <clears throat> water sphere that I cast, that's a concentration, right? Mm -hmm. So, hypothetically, I could cast that and then turn into a fish and still keep that concentration. <clears throat> or would that affect me? I mean, I'd imagine the save would be really high if you're inside that whirlpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> but, like, if I'm controlling it, then... I don't know. No, it's just an idea. I was thinking of it. It wasn't something she might actually do. It was just something I was thinking about. If she could do that. Well, so is your beast of, your beast of nature isn't a concentration, otherwise it wouldn't fucking work. Beast of nature for her is just a variant wild shape. Yeah, yeah it's just I mean. a wild shape. Wild, wild shape doesn't fucking require concentration, otherwise, again, it wouldn't fucking work as an ability. But no, like, like so, so the last combat we were in, I'm trying to remember what I cast. I cast Moonbeam, and then I changed into my beast of nature, but I kept Moonbeam on while I was in my beast of nature. Okay, so what what is, I, I was being distracted by other people asking me questions in the Discord. What is the question here? Turning into a f casting watery sphere and then turning into a fish? Yeah, would that affect me? Like, would it, would it cause me to have to make like a con save or whatever? It if is? you went into the sphere, sure. You're being whipped around. It did. It, it's but still... I could control it and avoid it, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's you could what, what if you wanted to, but like. What what what's the what's the scenario here? Like, are you are you out in well, the grassy fields casting watery sphere, turning into a fish and flopping into it so you can be a fish hovering above the ground? No, Vice is here? talking about turning me into water. <laughs> well, hang on. So that's I want to. I want to like, roll back. Whatever you were thinking of, like. <laughs> I want to roll back on something. 
the reason that your watery sphere at all was spinning was because of vice. Yeah. Like because no, I, I used I control water or shape water or something to force it to spin. Yeah. That's why it was spinning. Otherwise, it's just an orb of water. So like the if, context basically was if Vice touches Celine, he he wanted to try to like well, transfer water to her or something. Pause. <laughs> Not in that way. God. And then it came to, well, wait a minute. She can just shapeshift into a fish or some kind of. No, it was it was Vice's thought to see if he could also. Like transfer that because that's what he thought that it was. was okay. Was Gurn transferring some of his watcher's abilities to allow Shatton to turn <laughs> or force really Shatton to turn into stone. So effectively in that moment, Vice in his Titanborn form, as has been revealed, has the capability to either meld with or walk on top of water. Yes. He wanted to see if he could transfer one of those abilities to you through contact. Yeah. The answer was no. Your the end, that doesn't work that way. What happened with Gurn casting but Shatten in stone was a very unique situation. Okay. Shatten gets to have all the fun. First she gets to die. <laughs> <laughs> then she gets to be turned into stone. Jeez. That was dark even by my standards. No, it wasn't. Let's be honest. I'm sure if you asked nice enough, you could be turned to stone. What the fuck is happening with your camera, Zeph? Are you just ice? No, no, I had a, a cover on it. I'm listening. I was just distracted by some other stuff going on. Fair enough. Ugh. It's uh, it's been a been a long week. Yeah. It's been a long week, Without. and it's going to be a long time before we can get back to the campaign and see what resolutions may or may not <clears throat> may or may not be had. Man, if only we didn't have people that couldn't make it next week. If only. <laughs> I it's an eight hour ride and just, there's likely to be tons of traffic start earlier leave earlier <laughs> yeah Nap on the way <laughs> pee in a bottle saves time that's why I keep a Gatorade bottle in my car that's why I just calf myself <laughs> I'm not going to <laughs> dig into that one <laughs> I can't. I mean, I you can't. don't really have to have to dig in. It <laughs> just kind of slides. Oh my god! If Let's you have to not. dig in, you're doing it wrong. You know, you don't have to cast yourself. You can just wear, wear a Primo fit. I don't know what that thing. means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> All I'm saying is, only cool kids wet themselves. <laughs> Is that oh, a damn. Billy Madison reference? 
I don't. I think that's one of the Adam Sandler movies. Hey, I actually have to go for the night. I'm gonna have to crash for a bit. It was great talking with y'all. Okay. Have a good night. Sorry. Night. It's all right. Coming back just in time to say, "Fuck this shit. I'm out." Pretty much. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> As we are approaching the last 10 15 minutes of tonight's matters at hand do members of our chat or anybody else have any other questions or subjects that they would like to address as long as we are here as was mentioned this is your best opportunity to ask questions and have them answered absolutely no question is uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put that out there. There are there are stupid questions. Sorry. Oh, well, thank you, Z Mandela. And yes, we did see the D and D movie. I have we not. We saw it. I well, have not. You didn't. You didn't. But we were all supposed to go all together to go see D and D together, and that didn't happen. Well, you can you can blame Arson for that one. Oh, really? Yeah. It is a very, very good movie. So, sort of a question that was posited to us through our Discord. Uh, <clears throat> they want to know <laughs> who our Shattenless player will become. That is to be revealed in the future. Um, a common question that has been actually posited to me a few times today while I was discussing this with coworkers. What happens to the player after their character dies? Is the player just no longer part of the game? Not necessarily. It depends on your DM and it depends on the nature of the game. But in the case of this, Zephyr will be rejoining us um, at a later time with a freshly rolled character. So I did all that for nothing. You did all that for nothing. God damn it. <laughs> See you what, murked a player's character See what and we're you're learning. stuck with the player what we're Sandra, learning is there something is... I need to know <laughs> wait what's up is there something I need to know <laughs> I we'll talk about that but, yeah but like, but like we're just we now literally finding were out just like talking about our ages like not too long ago in our characters we're just now finding out that John didn't kill uh, Shat to keep or, or to make her happy. It was to get rid of Zeph. <laughs> and it didn't work. We have to try harder. Well, there's always the real life solution. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that's first degree, homie. Yeah. This is on recording. You're not allowed to say stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we're cancelled. Instantly. <laughs> Let's avoid implication here, guys. Weren't weren't you the one earlier that said if you do that shit again, I'll kill you in real life? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I said nothing of the sort. Hey, this you bring up the recording that time either. <laughs> Look, I want more than anything visibility for our show. I want it out there. I want an audience for us. So, so you'll we do can it share even if our it, stories. 
The last thing I want is that audience to be called a jury and our shows to become exhibit A through whatever. All right? That's fair. The last thing I want is for that audience to be a jury. Look, guys, I did it. I broke Sandy. Oh, that was good. That was good. I like that. Um, actually, I would like to make a quick shout out to Z Mandela, the wonderful artist behind our current backdrop of Shatton encased in amethyst along the grassy fields in what is now known as Shatton's Valley. Uh, beautiful work. And I got to say, I am, in, I am impressed with what he pulled off and what little time I gave him to pull it together. I appreciate you, Z Mandela. It's beautiful. Dude fucking team it's amazing forever. there's there is <clears throat> across team z which is zandy and z man uh there is one talent between the two of us and it's 100 percent him <laughs> <laughs> dude when yeah, you see that. fucking art like this uh also the art for the uh background that we use on a weekly basis for the podcast or for the the streams uh, it's very clear. Uh, man's got insane fucking skills. Yeah. Love you, Z. <laughs> Good man. I, wa- I wanted to point out that my camera's working again for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was why, like, holy why? shit, you're moving. You're not lagging. Why? <laughs> why would you say that? I, I noticed that. <laughs> that means no excuses tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's Maybe the curse day. is on Saturdays. Maybe. It used to be for us, Grave, when yeah. our internet used to reset on the dot at one ten in the morning. Oh, I know. Uh, that was fun. We mm-hmm. all remember Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> yeah, oh, those were the those were the dark times. Those were the dark times, but those were the times when it was easier to deal with because we were an audio only podcast. So I'd end up with the, you know, with the episode in post, and I just run into this part where there's like, are they frozen? Yeah, they're frozen, and then I just start highlighting. And when we started talking and we got caught up with what had happened and whatnot, we were ready to continue cut it out suddenly it's gone and the listeners don't have to know that we lost 20 odd minutes waiting for our router to reset yeah there was so as much as i miss for some aspects the audio only portion of this podcast not saying you guys watching aren't fantastic people or at least fantastic viewers um there was a lot people there was a lot of shit that was just missed with the audio only podcast like there were times, so we've we've run face cams um, the entire time that we've done uh, Night Owl Nerds because then you can see a lot more emotion. And you can actually see uh, and have a better perception of what that engagement is with the other player if you're interacting with them directly. But I can tell you with certainty from like the second episode Cax was in and like shit's happening around me. There's times I'm just staring at the camera like what the fuck is happening as if there's someone paying attention to that <laughs> like <laughs> someone does something and i'm like 
Why? <laughs> or like, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of the more annoying habits you seem to have maintained, even when we were in an audio-only podcast, is you hold up your hand and wait for me to address you. I told you several times that does not translate to audio only. Don't even start. <laughs> Listen, it, it's so much fun to do. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's one of those things that like, in in school they teach you to raise your hand to not be disruptive, right? Yep. Except as an adult, when you normally would just wait your fucking turn and then speak. It's so much more disruptive to raise your hand <laughs> because now someone has to stop, realize you're raising your hand for a question, and address you directly. Yeah. It's just so good. I love it. <laughs> Things that you can do in that you're supposed to do in childhood, you can't as an adult. There's a lot of things you can do. Bathroom buddies. Couldn't do that as an adult. Well, I was going to say coloring in the walls. You can't do that anymore. You're not supposed to do that as a kid. <laughs> they still get away with it because it's cute. What? Yeah, that would never be cute. <laughs> yeah. No. That is literally just fucking annoying. I, I think you are the Vandalism only person that cute. finds that cute. No, I don't think that's cute. I'm saying that most parents are like, oh, my kid's drawing in the wall. It's so cute. They're being artistic. And I'm telling you, like, no. Since when? I don't know. I keep on seeing things There's online. parents I talk to that see that. Like, those, say the, that they're shit. delusional. Yeah. So those are the parents that raise the people to end up doing graffiti everywhere. <laughs> oh. So Maybe. I think yeah, what no. Grave is actually referring to is called hindsight. You catch a child drawing on a wall. You reprimand the child. Make them clean it up. You clean it up. Whatever your course yeah. of action is there. You Stick walk away from the situation. You th you think back on it. Like you know what that kid was just trying to be creative, found a canvas and went for it. And you think back on what they drew: a tiny little picture of your family all holding hands under a sunny day next to a house. It's cute in hindsight. No, it's not a behavior you want to reinforce because it's destruction of property, but encourage the behavior elsewhere. Why are we talking about parenting tactics on a D&D &D podcast? Because it's matters at hand. We had to get off topic yeah. eventually. <laughs> yeah, and, and, exactly. And we we've, been on, we've been good all night. We definitely don't need to talk about parenting tactics anymore now that Shatten's dead, because that's basically all we did for half the roleplay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is true. However... This leaves Vice as the only child in the party. Well, so that's that's the weird thing, right? Is because, like, age-wise, yes, Vice is absolutely a child. But if you look at the fucking party around him, <laughs> I would argue that besides his, like, occasional outburst of, like, what would be, like, as an adult looking on it, childlike behavior of being like what the fuck is happening here and keep and making that external as opposed to internal because god knows as an adult i think that regularly <laughs> um but but making that outward i would argue and i might be wrong but i would argue that vice might be one of the more mature people in the fucking party i mean 
Gurn is basically a toddler in a giant body with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> stick with a stick. With a stick. Not, it's he, stick. he is a weaponized toddler. Yeah. <laughs> And he doesn't want to go on a fucking boat. <laughs> He's going to kick and scream and throw a tantrum yeah. that whole it time. absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, kid by age, maybe, depending on uh, if this is set in, like, America. <laughs> um, but there's definitely places, like, on Earth that 16 is considered, like, being an adult. So, I mean, there's places on Earth you can marry a ten-year-old. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that's fucked up. I mean, technically, there's certain uh, states where you could do that still. Why? Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Why is this something that we're giving airwaves? Oh my god. Yeah, no. Let's not. Let's not encourage this. Like, no. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's right. not helping P P two. Right. <laughs> Do we have any more subjects to touch upon that are not borderline illegal or incriminating? Do we have any oh, other well, subjects to touch upon? I, I, I would start by saying phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you dear know. God. Any other, any questions? Any more questions in the Discord? Any questions in the chat? E2 Safety Junkie with a Tier 1 gifted sub to 8535REM1. That's a fucking mouthful of a username. But welcome in and thank you for the gifted subscription. And thank you, because that's me. <laughs> That's a fucking mouthful of a username. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that was directed to somebody that can respond. <laughs> Thank you. P2 also is gifting one tier one sub to Night Owl Nerds. You just community. read that off. Oh, I thought you said the 83535. Yeah, one. so that's to the that's to the community. So it oh, comes okay, up with like okay. so when when gifted subs are given, it says this person is giving this many tier one so or this many subs of whatever tier, and then it lists who they give them to. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Learning Twitch with Sandy. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know Twitch that well, so I All will right. teach. That being said, it is literally my job. <laughs> that lesson being taught, <laughs> I believe tonight has been a very productive matters at hand. If there are yeah. no further questions to be posited to us, I believe this would be a good point for us to close out the stream. That's okay. Apparently I did two P2, so it's all right. We'll figure it out together. Have a good night. So with that, <clears throat> Shatten, clearly you will be missed. Thank you all for joining us tonight as we rolled through this interesting discussion regarding our tiny rogue rabbit. We will see you all tomorrow night 
and we hope to see you all again soon. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Peace.